Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The always ready for breakfast deal. Going to bed already? Yep. Breakfast at Mickey D's tomorrow. So? Sooner I go to bed, sooner it'll be morning. Sooner I'll be at Mickey D's. This is actually brilliant. You can come too. Turn out that light. There's a deal for every breakfast strategist at McDonald's. Like now, get a sausage McMuffin with egg or a bacon, egg, and cheese McGriddles for only $3. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. All right, y'all. You know what time it is. It's time for the Kevin and Nikki show on iHeartRadio. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's time for the Kevin and Nikki show. They gon' have it lit up. Yeah, you know it's time for the Kevin and Nikki show. They got the airways popping every city across the globe. It's time for the Kevin and Nikki show. They gon' have it lit up. Yeah, you know, it's time for the Kevin and Nikki show. They got the airways popping every city across the globe. You know him as a throwback actor, Kevin D. Bitten. 360 twice, Jim, how he keep winning. And you know the baddest actress, Nikki Warren. She so bad, you walking past, she had you speaking for her. If you ain't tuning in, this your reality check. You might miss out on your favorite star celebrity guest. When they celebrate, what you do? You get the bell, yeah. Doing Kevin's Corner, get expired and encouraged, yeah. Bend them corners while you listen, but don't swerve. Find out what's getting on, Nikki nerd. What's bothering Nikki? What's bothering Nick? Nick? What's bothering Nikki? What's bothering Nick? Nick? Keep on playing, me and Kevin Goons, and we gon' get you hit. Yo, check us out on social media. In your mobile phone, we everywhere. You ever stations played out like a ringtone. Follow me like Bino R-E-M-E. Bino Remy. Pop like Semi. And my flow hotter. Think of semi. Been doing this since I scraped up pennies. But back to the subject, Kevin Nicky. Yo, here we go, yo. So what, so what, what's up, scenario? <laughs> you, you, you in a rapping mood? Okay. That was a. That was a. Uh, uh, what, what, uh, what group was that? I can't remember, but I like it. I remember that. Here we go, yo. Here, here we go, go yo. yo. So what, so what, what's up, scenario? Mm-hmm. Oh man, what was that was the nineties. That yes, was the nineties. Yes. Yes. Um. Yes. Hmm. Yes. I'll have it. I'll have it. I'll have it. I'll have it. Who is this? Um, what? Punks jump up to get beat down. Uh, 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 oh, Punk I know it. I know this. Man, it's on the my talk. I can't remember the name. Yeah, who is it? Who is it? Uh, and that was a, a 90s group. I want to say, uh, 
Yeah, not De La Soul. I was um. Oh man, I got what you you could you see you having a brain freeze? No, no, no. I got no, I got to go back and review my my nineties rap groups. You know uh, what yeah, I mean? you do. Yes, you my do. old school rap. Groups. I got to go back and and do it too because mm-hmm. I can't remember the name. But we, the, but we remember the song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey. Yes. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. So we are back. We are back. We are back mm-hmm. for another exciting show, another exciting episode, another exciting week of the Kevin Nicky Show on iHeartRadio. Thank you. I'm actor Kevin D. Benton. And I'm actress Nikki Wolverine. And we are back. We are back. We are back. Now, you know what? We got so much to talk about. We're just going to jump right on into these adventures. Yes, here we go, yo. So with that being said, it is now time for the many adventures of Kevin and Nicky. A tribe called Quest. Yeah. That's a tribe called Quest. A tribe here called we go, Quest. Yep. Here we go, yep. Yeah, a tribe called Quest. Okay. That was with Q-Tip. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> All right, so uh, we got we had a lot going on this past week. Yeah, it was pretty busy, but pretty fun. Yeah, pretty action packed. Yeah. So you want to start it off? You started off. All right. So Saturday, um, you know, we had an awesome, awesome interview um, on EMN Network. Yeah, and uh, with Bubby Beware. Bubby Beware, baby. Bubby Beware, aka John Ware. It was a, it was a very, very positive, yeah, easygoing, yeah. laid back interview. And what was so, I want to say, interestingly powerful about the interview, mm-hmm. or should I say, the connection? You would have thought that we had known each other longer than we did. I know. I you know, know like know, nobody know. was struggling to find something to talk about. Nope. Or, 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 you know, there was no uncomfortability. Nope. And, you know, normally in life, when you see something like that, you have to speak, you have to think in terms of, you know, as in church lingo, they would say divine connection. Right, right, right. Some people right. would say it was, it was supposed, it was meant to be. Right. You know, however, whatever your lingo, whatever your jargon, right. as they say in rap, whatever your steez, it mm-hmm. was a meant to be connection. That's yeah. when you can you can bottom line it like that. Yeah. And it was just very, very powerful. So Nikki and I are gonna be keeping you guys um updated when the interview comes out. And uh, you know, we'll try to post it on, you know, social media mm-hmm. or at least let you know where you can go to yeah, see yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we really got an opportunity to talk about, you know, our acting journey, mm-hmm. how we got started. Uh, just how fascinating and grateful and thankful we are to have been around and worked with, you know, so many A-list actors yeah. and made connections with them. And, you know, it's a very, very intriguing, uh, conversation that we had. And you, you guys are going very, uh, going to be very, very interested in hearing. Yeah. And, and you're going to hear some things about us that you did not know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Some stuff you already heard that you get a chance to hear every week, but you're going to hear yeah, some things yeah. about us that you didn't know or yeah. get some, I want to get some more insights get more insights and more, more insight, details. Get so. more insight. First of all, I want to talk about the building. Oh that yeah. Oh my was God. Beautiful. Yeah. And, and it's crazy because you know how on the outside, you know, it looked totally yeah, like a, like yeah. a, um, what do you call one of those construction buildings yeah. on the outside? But when you get inside, yeah. 
Man, they got that building decorated beautifully. The artwork from the artworks to the the statues they had to the tables they had and the leather chairs. I mean, it was they they put some money in that thing. You can tell that network. I mean, Mm -hmm. beautiful, 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 Mm -hmm. beautiful. And and the thing about what it was construction going on downstairs because they're renovating that. Mm -hmm. And if it's going to look like anything like the upstairs, it it looked like a museum. Like you were inside. Out of museum. Yep, yep. You know what I mean? Yep, yep. I mean, I was scared to touch stuff, you know. Yeah. And then they had this, uh, where we did our interview, they had this vase sitting on top of this thing. And we walked over to the vase and it had $12,000. <laughs> I'm like, look, this is going to be an expensive interview if we knock this thing over. But, and the guy, the cameraman. And the cameraman was knocked it over. The we were like, he did it. He did it. Nope. Look, I ain't help. touch it. We ain't touch it. You I know? ain't touch it. But it was, it was nice. I mean, when you walk yeah. in there, we was kind of like, are we in the right place? You know what I'm saying? I know. I, yeah. I mean, and that room where we were was huge. Yeah. It yeah. was huge. Yeah, it was. And they got, they got central air, central, they fireplaces all over the place. Beautiful, yeah, very beautiful, beautiful uh, very facility. Beautiful. Yeah. And I can assure yeah, you that there's yeah, going to be some major entertainment, yes. acting, yep. radio show. Yep. Coming up out of there. Coming up out of there. Yes. I'm telling you, it, yes. it, it could be on some takeover type stuff. Yeah. And uh, so we definitely want to give a shout out to Bubby Beware mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, Howard, man. Yeah. And uh, all the people that we had a chance to, to meet and connect with. Yeah. And uh, we think it's the beginning of something special. So with that said, yeah, yeah. Um, the Kevin and Nikki show is embarking upon barking and some major, yes, major opportunities. Yes. And so uh, we have a few meetings coming up within the next week. And there's a strong, strong, can we say it? Not yet. Okay. Because we got to go through the meetings and everything okay. first. But, but, but. Y'all don't start fussing, you guys. Yeah. We will definitely keep because y'all we'll, we'll keep you in the loop because it's yeah. something good that you guys are going to love. Yeah. But we got to go through, you know, the meetings and the talks and different things yeah. first before we, you know, before we tell you we don't want to let the cat out of the bag too yeah. soon. But we want to make sure that we get all of the information so that when we bring it to you, we can bring it to you right. Right, right, right. But the only thing I will say is that the Kevin and Nikki show is embarking upon some major yes. expansion. Major, major. expansion. And uh, we already national and international. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be even more yeah. expansion it's, added yeah. to that. And I'm excited yeah, for it. So I'm here excited. for it all, honey. Yeah. I'm here for it. I cannot wait. Yeah, so it's gonna be a lot of fun, man. It's gonna be a lot of fun, and um, we promise to keep you guys updated, you know, about um, you know, our endeavors. Mm-hmm. So a- another thing uh, we did was we went and critiqued Twenty One Bridges one more again, one more again, and uh, you know, sometimes you try to sit back and say. Let me see if I can be as objective yeah, as I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? We're in yeah. the movie, of course. So there is always that potential of, you know, being biased and things mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. But even going to see it, what's this? Was this the second or third time? This, oh, man. This is third, third time. This is our third time yeah, saying it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I walked away with the same thing I walked away with from the first time as far as it being a very, very good movie. Mm-hmm. And Nikki the same. Um, of course, we, we got more insights into what was going on mm-hmm, in the movie. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. more things made sense. A lot of, a lot more questions got answered, but I gotta, st- I gotta stick where we stood before. Yeah. It was a very, very good movie. Yep. The acting was phenomenal. Yep. It was a good storyline. 
It was action-packed, high adrenaline. Mm-hmm. It had some suspense in it. Of course, it was a cop thriller. It was mm-hmm. very, very unpredictable. Yeah. And I'm still just wrestling with and trying to find out where did these critics get this predictability about the movie? I don't, I don't know. know. Because like like you said, and I agree with you 100%, we watched it again, third time, and yeah. I can't find anything. Yeah, yeah. I cannot yeah. find yeah. anything. Um Maybe, and we talked about this mm-hmm. over the weekend, maybe it's because, you know, the men in blue in the film were dropping like flies. I right. don't know. Maybe well, that could be. Yeah, it. I, I agree with know. that. And I'm going to add to that. Not only were the men in blue, you know, dropping like flies, not that we're com- condoning violence. No, or, we're, oh, we're not. We're, we're not, not. Yeah, we're not we're condoning. Not. This, this is cinematic, theatrical, theatrical liberty. That's right. Uh, this is entertainment. So we're not at it's all. It's a in, movie. Yeah, it's a movie. Uh, so we're not endorsing any. Uh, any negativity That's or right. violence against right. anyone. Um, and uh, we know that there's good and bad and everything mm-hmm. just in mm-hmm. real life. There's good and right. bad judges, good mm-hmm. and bad teachers, there's good and bad lawyers, good yep. and bad police officers. Right. And for the good ones out there, hey, we thank you for your service. That's right. We had uh, Jay Fish on the, on the show two weeks ago, mm-hmm. Danny Plaza yes. on the show last week. They are in the movie, mm-hmm. high visibility, yes. uh, principal roles, mm-hmm. but in their day jobs, uh, Danny is a police officer. Mm-hmm. We thank him for his service. Yep. And Jay Fish was a former police officer and we thanked him for his service. That's right. So we want to make that clear in what we're saying. But in addition to what, uh, Nikki was say, saying from a cinematic the, the, theatrical standpoint, sometimes people don't like to see the blue, the men in blue dropping like flies. No, fly. they don't. They don't. They don't. And they don't. Getting expo- exposed for the criminal behavior that they were involved in. Exactly. I got to add that in. There. That, but but that's one hundred percent correct because yeah. that could be the reason why. Yeah. You know there hasn't been a lot of buzz right, right. about this film. And and then you know? and and then to add to that, there were some things that came out of that movie yeah. that uh, were very very relatable mm-hmm. to so real life on. societal issues going on. Uh, you want to say in connection to the police, mm-hmm. um, in connection mm-hmm. to our, um, society. Yep. And there were some things that came out in the dialogue that made you go, hmm. hmm. You know what I mean? So maybe that might have been something that put it on the downer. And I got to throw this out. Um, uh, and you know, this just might get me in trouble. It might, uh, 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 it might get uh, me in trouble. Uh, uh, it might not uh, 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 though. Uh, uh, uh. I mean, it, it, it was kind of cool in terms of African American representation. Yes. To see Chadwick Bozeman, aka, uh, Andre Davis. He was in charge. Yeah. He was, he was an African American man in charge, calling the shots, shutting down bridges. Yes. Closing down train stations. Yes. He was shutting everything he was down. Shut it and down. It, was, it was just cool to see yes. that kind of representation. Other than a drug lord, yeah. Other than you know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that that's yeah. just me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If that gets yeah. me in trouble for wanting to see positive representation for yeah. African Americans. I'm cool yeah. with getting yeah. in trouble with today. Yeah. Who did that? Like I said. Like I said. <laughs> like I said. <laughs> he said, like I said. <laughs> when you go see the movie, like you're going to know why we saying that. <laughs> like I said. Like I said. <laughs> you got, let me tell you something. Y'all go see this movie. When that part comes up, y'all going to be cracking Y'all going to know what y'all just heard. <laughs> like I said. Like I said. <laughs> <laughs> no, what did you say? Uh, yeah, yeah. We, we don't understand nothing you said. There you go. <laughs> But anyway, y'all, y'all gonna remember that part. Yeah, <laughs> y'all gonna be saying that part too, like I said. Yeah, yeah, man. And you know, it, it was one of them things where 
he was the hero. You know yeah. what I mean? He was the yeah. hero. He didn't get shot. He almost got shot. He almost got uh, shot. But, you know, and, and I, I, I loved his approach to solving problems as an officer. I like the fact, well, we're not going to. We're not telling This nobody. is no spoiler There's no alert, spoilers. No spoilers. But I like how he was looking at it from all angles. Angles, right. right you know what right, I mean? Right. When you guys go, when you guys go see the movie, you'll see how he was looking at it from all angles. Yeah. He was looking at it from the police point of view, right, but right. he also was looking at it from the criminal's point of view. Right. Cause he was like, okay, I want to know. I'm not going to say the line, but he was like, okay, I need to get some more information. Right, 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 right. And very rarely, I don't think, not never, do you find a police officer wanting to know what the criminals are talking about. Right, right, right. Not right. never. Right, but he, and, 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 and it's, it's all for the greater good of yeah. the outcome. Of the outcome. Of the outcome. Yeah, right, but right. in reality, right. in reality, I don't think too much. Now, I could be wrong, you guys. Let me know. Email me at the Kevin Nicky Show at Yahoo.com and just let me know about this. Um, I don't think. Wait, wait. It got to be positive, constructive criticism. No negativity. No, just check up on a sister. No, no, I'm just saying. If they want to, if they want to, you know, uh, send you a message about what they think about your point of view, we want it to be positive. We, we don't want it right. to be. Yeah, right. Yeah. But I, I don't think mm-hmm. from. I don't think when a police officer is on the hunt for a criminal, whatever they did, I don't think that the police officer is interested in hearing what the criminal has to say. Right. Or bringing a positive resolve to it such such that there, you don't, you know, you don't like, remember there was a story on the news where it was two men inside the house. Mm -hmm. You reported this on Mm -hmm. the news and I got on the phone and called the, the criminal. Yeah, and yeah, it was yeah, in Philadelphia. Yeah. It's a true story. Come out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And the whole objective in that whole scenario was no lives lost. Right. And right. Right. it don't seem like we're in that day and age where right. the focus is no lives lost. Right. So what I'm saying, guys, and like I said, email me and, and let me know, you know, your insight on this. What I'm saying is I don't think that the police is interested in hearing what a criminal has to say if the criminal has information regarding other police. Right, I got you. you know or, or, or just or, about like anything that can crack the case, rather it's the right. police officer. You know what I'm or, saying? Or, yeah, I got you. So I don't, I don't think that yeah, in true, reality though. that is like that. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. You either. know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think so. But in this movie, you guys, you'll see that Chadwick Boseman, his character was interested in hearing. What he had to say. Right, right, right. And that's unheard of. Right, right, that's, right. That's unheard of. You did the crime, we're going to get you dead or alive. That's right, you're right, coming. Right. What is it? Dead or alive, you're coming with me. Yeah. That's how it's going to be. Right, I don't right. want to hear anything you got to say because right. what you have to say pretty much is irrelevant. That's how it is in reality. Right, right. But in the film, it was totally different. And I don't think that that's really like So that. would that be considered a spoiler, what you just said? No. Okay. No, okay. they'll see it. They'll see it because okay. some of the things in the film, they're probably going to be like, I don't think that, you know. Okay. They'll, they'll see it when they watch it. And let me know. Let me know. Yeah. You know, let me know for, you know, officers of the law. If, if it's totally different in reality, you know, let me know. I, I want to know because I want to talk about it on the show. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. I want to definitely talk about it. All right. So we're, we're, so yeah. So, um, that's a, that's an excellent point. Yeah, that you I mean, make. you know what I'm saying? And come in, in real, in real life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, with, with movies, we, you know, we have to make it theatrical and different things like that. But when you're talking about, Reality. I don't think it's like that. Right. But and, and I know I because I have a good grasp on how people think. 
And that's that's from my spiritual and educational background. I know somebody's going to say we don't care about what criminals are thinking with their antisocial behavior, with this robbing and their killing and their mugging or and things like that. Uh, we really don't care what their object, what their uh, right. thoughts and feelings are right, right. when they have committed crimes and things like that. So if somebody sent an email saying something like that, how would how would you respond to that? Uh, I would ask you to respond. (laughs) (laughs) I would ask you to respond so that I won't respond in my feelings. I got you. I got you. You know what I mean? And and, And I would just say, hey, I understand where you're coming from. I see your point of view. Um, that's what I would say. Uh, but you know, Nikki was just trying to give. Uh, another way at looking at it. Yeah, that's all. Another way at look uh, at looking at it because there is two sides to every coin, and it is. And, and it even is. with, let's say, if one side is wrong, mm-hmm. so the criminal will definitely be the side of the coin that will be wrong. Right. There's still two sides, and there still can be something that we can grasp and learn from the person who's on the right side right. and the wrong side. Exactly. And I think that's what Chadwick Boseman's character. In the movie, that's what he understood. Yeah. And it was all to bring, get as much information to be able to see the big picture, the big picture by looking it. at both sides. Right. And right. as right. a result, man, you know, we and got. And a result. It yeah, was a huge. It was a picture. huge, unpredictable result. Yes, And you're going to have to go to the go to the movies to see that. You got to see it. Gotta we ain't going to say it. no we more We ain't going to say no more. Like I said. Like I said. But you're going to remember that part. Remember this part. Like I said. Like I said. <laughs> yeah, anyway. <laughs> so, it, it was great, man. It was yeah. a uh, great critique. And also, we are embarking, Nick and I are embarking upon some huge, big, festive stuff going on uh, in the new year. We're not going to put it out just yet. Uh, we have some uh, interviews coming up um, with uh, a potential casting for something very, very big, something very, very huge in connection to New Year's. Um, our next show, we're going we're gonna to keep you posted. Yeah. We're definitely going to keep you posted. Yeah. Yeah, yes. man. I I can't. Listen, yeah. I'm ready, ready, ready. Yeah. We, I, who I said put, that? I, yeah. Who said that? Who said that? What's that? I'm ready, ready, ready. That sound. Uh, who, I can't remember. It sound familiar. Cat Williams. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cat Williams. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, listen. Um, you yes. know, if we if we get cast for this opportunity, uh, we're gonna bring the new new year yes. in big. Lottie, daddy, everybody gonna Air, see it. Gonna see it. That's all we gonna say for right now. The Kevin and Nikki show will be seen everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. And I listen. I'm just so excited about yeah. what the Lord is going to do. Yeah. For actor Kevin D. Benton, what the Lord is going to do for actress Nikki Warren, what the Lord is going to do for our radio show, the Kevin and Nikki show, what he's mm. going to do for our acting. Yeah. I am just excited. I'm excited completely and I'm here for it all. That's it, man. I'm here for it all and I cannot wait. 2020. 2020 is, I'm telling you right now, I'm listen, listen, Y'all better get ready. Yeah. Everything that you've been waiting for, everything that you've been believing God for, everything that you've been asking God for, you've been standing on that line patiently waiting. It's coming. It's coming. Do not lose faith. Do not get out of line. Do not. What? What's that other word? Um, lose patience. Yeah. Stay. Stay. Stay where you are. Mm-hmm. Stay where you are. I'm telling you, it's coming. It's coming. Yeah. Coming. Coming. I'm telling you. Yeah. 
I'm telling you. I believe it. Yes. I receive it. I believe yes. it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's gonna be great. So then you had your uh your makeup test. Man. So yeah, uh remember we got we told you guys about the horror film that we will be filming. Well, we've already started filming it. Yeah. And we so, started your part, yeah. yeah we started filming yeah. my part. And so, like I said, the uh wardrobe, the uh costumes uh for this horror film is gonna be off mm-hmm. the chain. Mm-hmm. It sure is. So it's gonna be off the chain, man. And um it's definitely Hollywood comes to the Philadelphia mm-hmm. area. Yep. Yep, and yep. um, you know, this project is on another level with the wardrobes. Yeah. I mean they doing head sculptures, masks, Mask. makeup tests. Yep. And Nick, you had your makeup test. Yeah, other yep. uh characters had their mm-hmm. head sculpted and all this little stuff. Yeah. So that they can make their uh makeup to uh, have their makeup test yep. and make their mask. Yeah. So yeah, talk about that. Yeah, well y'all know how cute I am, right? <laughs> 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 so they had to take this cute face. And make it into a cute old lady. Yeah, about 70 years old. 70, what, 70, 80? 70. 70? I think it was about 70. Yeah, 70, Mm -hmm. between 70, 80, somewhere around there. And they had to age me completely. And let me tell you, that the whole experience, that's something that I've been looking forward to. Yeah, me too. I've been looking forward to this thing right here because, Kev, you got yours done first. And ever since Kev got his molding done, I've been looking forward to my makeup test. Man, I cannot wait to film my part. It's going to be awesome, Kev. You feel yours already? Yeah, yeah. Man, I'm telling you, this thing going to be fire. Yeah. It's going to be fire. It's going to be fire. And it's going to be fire. Yeah, we're going to keep you guys posted. It's going to be a yes. TV series. Can't um, wait. And uh, one of those throwback, retro. Throwback. Yeah, TV series, horror movies, man. And we think you guys are going to really, really enjoy. Yeah. And I'm telling you, you know, I, you know, I had the opportunity to take one of my, uh, my friends, I call him more so my brother, his son to the studio. Mm. And I didn't tell him what it was going to be like or anything like that. Mm. I just told his dad, once he goes to the studio and see what we do, mm-hmm. he's going to get the acting bug. Didn't he and lo and behold, he wants to attend four year acting school, yep. Yep. all this little stuff. Yep. He wants to be a thespian and, um, he saw the uh, the mask that we mm-hmm. did, the the head sculptures. He saw the costumes, the wardrobes, and he saw the puppets that were created. Mm-hmm. And uh, he fell in love with. It. He was like, yeah. "Man, next time you go, man, you know, can can, can I go? You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know." So he's like, "Can, can, can, can I go? Can I, can, can I go? <laughs> you know." So yeah, man, and yes. it was good to be able to invest in a young person. Uh, yeah. And who knows? Maybe we put him on a path to pursuing a dream. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I hope I hope we did. Yeah. I hope we did. Cause uh he was really excited when we took him with us, remember, for the uh part two of the okay, what criers. Yeah, yeah. yeah he yeah. was really excited yeah. for that. Yeah. Him yeah. and his daddy did a great job. They got too. that makeup on his face and he was just running around. Yeah. yeah he was excited for that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's good when the young people want to get involved. But it's you good. but here's here's the flip here's the flip side. These young people need people like what we do, yeah. exposing them to something different. Exactly. He had never seen anything like that. Right, right. I'm going to be honest with you. Until I got to acting, I had I never seen exactly. nothing like that. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So I was probably the bigger kid before he was in the candy store looking at everything and just grateful and thankful to be a part of everything. Nice, and, uh, nice, Just, nice. you know, hey, each one reach one. So, 
if that's what it's about, hey, we, we did our part, you know? That's right. We did our part. Yep. Yeah. So look, we want to tell people where they can find us. Continue to follow our journey. Okay. 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 Listen, go on Amazon Prime and you got to check out Emergency Landing. We tell you every week, check it out. Listen, send us an email to Show at yahoo.com and tell us what you think about Emergency Landing. Also, tell us what you think about the Covington Witches, which is also on Emergency Landing and Mercy, it's which is Amazon Prime. Mercy on Amazon Prime. No, Covington Witches is on Amazon, Amazon. Prime. What did I say? You said it was on Emergency Landing. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Covington Witches is on Amazon Prime. Right. Emergency Landing is on Amazon, Amazon Prime. Prime. And Mercy is on Amazon Prime. And Single and Anxious is, is on, on Amazon, Amazon Prime. Prime. And, and uh, we got Revelation Blue on Amazon, Amazon Prime. Prime. So check that out. Check all that check out. Check it all out. Send us an email and let us know what you think yeah. about that. Also, or any of our projects. Any you know? of our projects. Yeah. Also, go to Stars. Check out Jason's letter. Remember, yeah. I tell you every week, Jason's letter is about a young boy who wrote a letter that will help end the police brutality amongst Af- African American men. Yeah. So that's a phenomenal movie. That's looping on Amazon on stars, mm-hmm. and you can also catch it on the man. And on, and on YouTube TV. And on YouTube. Yeah. Yep. Can't forget about YouTube TV. And yeah. on YouTube TV. Also, go on YouTube. YouTube. Catch the news. The multi-award winning short film. I was film. getting ready to the say. News and the multi-award winning short film, Honor. Honor. You can watch that for free. Actress Nikki Warren, actor Kevin D. Benton. Mm-hmm. Check it out, man. These are some uh, projects that we're putting our heart and soul in to trying to bring our A-game. Yep. Bringing our A-game. Yep. And uh, we know that you guys are going to enjoy it. And you got the recession. Recession on YouTube. You got old head on, web series on, on YouTube. YouTube. So it's a lot of stuff that we're in. Uh, that's on Amazon Prime, Stars Network, YouTube, mm-hmm. and we got some projects that's going to be coming to Netflix and a theater near you. Yeah, yeah. We're going to be keeping y'all posted, man. We got some big stuff yeah, coming yeah. up and um, some TV series as well. As well. So, yeah, check us yes. out. Follow our journey, man. We really appreciate it. And um, look, continue to flow with us, go with us, and grow with us. That's right. Um, follow, 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 follow Kevin Nagy. Yes, follow us, follow our journey. All right. All right, so, so uh, we, we going to take a break. We're going to take a break, but before, before we, we do, man, <laughs> man, listen, <laughs> our special guest, man, is a super talented, multi talented, old school. Talent. Talent. I mean, rapper, actor, comedian, writer, producer, mm-hmm. TV host, and an all-around good brother. Yeah. And listen, y'all going to really, really, really enjoy hearing about his journey, how he got started, what he used to do, and what he is doing now. And you know what? This is going to be the old school edition. Since, yeah. Since our, since yeah. Our, yeah this is going to be the old school edition you of the know. Kevin Nicky Show. Yeah. Since our guest is old school, we're going to go back old school. Everything going to be throwback. All the music going to be old school. And y'all going to really, yes. really enjoy it. It's the Kevin and Nicky Show on iHeartRadio. We on iHeartRadio everywhere. Yeah. And we'll, and be, we'll really be back. back.
Satisfy your sweet tooth with some tasty treats from the brownie shop. Fudge cupcakes, sweet potato pie, freshly baked bread, homemade ice cream, creamy chocolatey brownies, and much, much more. Check out their full menu on Facebook Brownie Shop or Brownie Shop 2019 Instagram. Get your next dessert from the Brownie Shop. Your sweet tooth will love you for it. Urban Elite Beauty LLC is an online urban beauty supply store that serves both men and women in urban communities. Our goal is to provide quality beauty solutions for our culture and community. Most importantly, we want to instill in our friends the importance of loving thy hair, loving thy skin, and to love thyself. 
Check us out on social media, on Facebook at Urban Elite Beauty, on Twitter at DBenton71, on Instagram at Urban underscore Elite underscore Beauty. And for more information, go to our website at www.UrbanEliteBeauty.com or email founder and CEO David Benton at DBenton at UrbanEliteBeauty.com or call 609-217-5292. Check us out and see what the Urban Elite Beauty Experience is all about. I don't know what it is about this jam, but Kev, you know, it sure is funky. funky. (laughs) I mean, I couldn't play, man. And you know what? Everybody knows that dance where you hit the, you know, step back, then go hit the feet together. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then do the hook the arm Mm -hmm, and swing mm -hmm, around. mm -hmm, Every, I don't care what generation you in, you know that dance. You know that dance. You know what I'm saying? You know that dance. I don't know what kind of dance. It's like these dances they doing now. I mean, you got to follow the person across the room. You know what I mean? They all, I don't know. Listen, what they bend the in all dances kinds of ways. that they're doing now, you literally got to be in shape. You got to do yoga okay? to do some of the dances. You got to get do. your breathing right. Yeah. You know, because they be gyrating like they out of control. Like yeah. they trying to throw their back out, their hip out, their arms out, their legs out. I don't know. I'm not trying yeah. to lose any limbs just to dance. And, and, and then like, you I'm know, we, we, we had to dance like the kid and play. The yeah. why they got dances like the shooting stab, the execution. <laughs> I mean, what, where, where, how do we get here? How do we get to this day and age where the names of dances have to do with violence and, and slapping smooth? And you know, I'm just I don't know. Oh we need to bring back that old school flavor. The shooting stab, they got the, the shooting stab, the slapping smooth, the electrocutum. I'm just like, you know, like I said, we had we had the robot. Ain't no harm in doing no the robot. robot. Nobody got slap shot or kill doing the <laughs> robot. You know what I'm saying? We got, I don't know what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Know, but anyway. You can't know. let this generation teach us how to dance. We should be showing them Yeah, we got to show them our dances. Our old school dances. I don't know. I'm trying to. They got this one dance called the hit and run where you just go from one side of the room, run full speed to the other person you're dancing with. Run them over and then you go to another side and then I guess they got to limp your way and dance and y'all do the cycle do all dance. over again. I don't want to do that dance. I don't want to do that dance either. <laughs> I'm learning that. I'm learning this stuff as that. I go too. No, I don't how do we that get dance. here? That dance sounds dangerous. That, that, it is dangerous. You <laughs> know, I'm dangerous. just like my goodness. No, I like living. I, I yeah, like. Yeah. I like being on the north side of the dirt. I know, man. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you. It's, it's this man, generation. Man. I don't know, Kev. I don't different, know. different generation we in, man. They have I a different way of thinking. You know what I'm saying? I don't know, Kev. I, and, and you know, even the, the record labels. The what? record labels is violent. You know what I'm saying? Give me what? Uh, Murder Inc. <laughs> is murder. We got, a, that a day. we got Murder Inc. We got Death Row Records. You know what I'm saying? You know? Did y'all roll up? <laughs> it's murder. <laughs> y'all going to be me. I'm going to murder. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on. Let's be on. I'm a murder. I know. <laughs> He's like, you think about my baby? <laughs> <laughs> we need to stop. We gotta move. We gotta get to our special guest. Anyway, we gonna be ready for our special guest. I can't stop laughing. <laughs> I know, man. Me either, man. But it's true, though. You All know, right. we told the truth. We are ready, ready, ready for our special guest. Listen, you know, you you need to take some medication. Cause something wrong with you. <laughs> you can take your medication. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! You need a doctor. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. Listen, our special guest is an old school rapper, actor, comedian, writer, producer, and TV host who started doing the human beatbox. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, I got a little. There you go. Go there. Ah. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Yeah. Anyway. And listen, he was the record boy for Grandmaster Nell. Yeah. When he was 15 years old, our special guest started rapping. And in 1987, he started a rap group called Network Posse. Yeah. Yes. And did an independent single called The South Side of Philip. Network Posse opened up for acts like Sweat T, The Hilltop Hustlers, Kid Play, mm-hmm. Steady B, Robbie B, Three Times Dope, and Schooly D. Our special guest started doing comedy in 2009, performing at the legendary Laugh House, Helium Comedy Club, and different sports, all comedy sports all over Philadelphia, and a few in New York City and Atlantic City. Mm. Our special guest started doing plays in 2007, 2011, I'm sorry, with CJ Productions and liked it. He liked it so much that he began doing plays regularly and started acting he started out as an as an extra in projects just to learn the business now our special guest was cast in a few projects for elements media networks and broadcasting and is currently working in the production area our special guest he started writing and producing his own stuff his own tv shows and a movie which he is still working on today and he was later later offered a position by elements media network and broadcasting by owner howard e smith Smith. as the project manager which led him to becoming the host of his his own own show show. emn live with With bobby b B. Our special guest started going out on locations and covering events and interviewing entertainers in the industry and in their own events and on his TV show as well. Lastly, our special guest was offered to co-host and to promote events with Rick Watson, owner of World Renowned Entertainment, at monthly events, concerts, and comedy shows. Now, who are we talking about? We kind of gave it away, but we're going to say it again. Who are we talking about? None other than John... Where aka Bobby B. Rare, yes, yeah, how you doing? Bobby? How you doing? I'm good. How y'all doing? Y'all having a ball? Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's how we do, man. That's how we do. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I need to start coming down there. <laughs> how y'all doing? We, we doing, doing good, good, man. We doing good. We better than you on the phone now. Man, I, y- y'all do the human beatbox better than me. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. Yeah, yeah I'm man. good, man. That's, well, listen, man, we are just so honored, man, to have you on the show. And uh, we know you're super busy with all the things that you do. So thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule, coming on the show, sharing with us and our worldwide audience, man. Thank you so much. Thank you, man. It's an honor. You know, I'm glad y'all took the time out of y'all busy schedules, too. Yeah. on my TV show. Oh, yes. that's what's up. That's yes. what's up. Yes. Hey, man, one yes. hand. Thank y'all both. Yeah, you're welcome, man. One hand, watch the other, man. That's what we believe in, man. Creating those win-win situations, as we call it. Mm-hmm. So, how's it going, man? Like, 
What's, what's, what's the deal? Like, that's, that's, you know, let's, let's talk about some stuff, man. Okay, let's jump right on into it. Good. Let's yes, go. let's, Good. let's jump right on in. So, you, so your bio says that, that you started rapping at the age of 15 and, and you've worked with Kid and Play, Steady B, Robbie B, Three Times Dope, Schoolie D. I mean, what was it about rapping that grabbed you? Well, a, a lot of the girls back then, they liked the rappers. The rappers got all the girls. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, yeah that is true. <laughs> or oh, oh, the light skinned guy. So yeah. I was a light skinned, so I said I could learn how to rap. Yeah. Girl. So anyway, I liked it and I started rapping. That's what got me started rapping. Nice, nice, nice. So, who would you say was your, uh, you know, you're from that old school genre, genre of rap, which we believe was real rap. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And, you know, and that may be a little biased, but, you know, that's the era that we 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 kind of favor. But who would you say was, you know, some of your influences that made you want to get into rapping? Most definitely was Eric B. and Rakim. Mm-hmm. No doubt. Kooji rapping Polo, Run yeah. DMC. Like, like, there was a lot of New York hip hop. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And the, they, they were the first ones, like on the radio, really going mainstream. Yeah, right. yeah. And so you know, I, back then I was one of those, those those young guys running around, you know, you know, just lip syncing the raps to them. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what inspired me. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Now, how would you? Uh, it might be an unfair question to compare old school rap to this generation of rap. How? But in terms of the art. How has it changed such that it has, it had rap music has evolved into what it is today? Like, you know, you think about Eric being Rock Kim, yeah, you think yeah. about people that were lyricists, you know what I mean? They wrote their own lyrics. Right, right, um, right. they did their own beats. It was nothing to have live instruments or bands, mm-hmm. you know, back then. Mm-hmm. How would you say that the rap music from that era has uh, changed a lot and or evolved into, you know, the rap that we know it to be today. My opinion is that the, the thing is the rap, the rap music is so has a such wide range of audiences now. Okay. Yeah, Back yeah. in the day, there was a certain audience that people tried to reach. But okay. now since hip hop is so big now and we have millions and millions of people that likes all kinds of rap. Okay. Any type of rap now can get its own audience. A yeah. mass audience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the rap back in the day, it was all about the lyrics. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. when the battle rap started and all that. So it was what you said. Now it's about having a good hook, saying what you got to say, and, and, and having a nice beat. Right, yeah, right. Got you. Yeah. 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 You know, so you don't have to be a lyricist down to get a hit record. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's true because back in the day a lot of the old school rappers they wrote their own lyrics. Yeah, they wrote their own lyrics. Now yeah. today we have what is called ghost writers. You know, people writing other lyrics for other for um rappers. What do you think about that? Actually, as long as you're not on a record trying to say it you, you know what I'm saying? And and, and then it's not a problem. But my thing is this. If you have to use a ghostwriter to get a hit, then do what you have to do. Okay, I got you. Know, you. Okay. Do what okay. you got to do. I, I like that. I like that you gave a the other, a different yeah. perspective because yeah. we've had, you know, um, entertainers on our show and you know their perspective where they they wasn't in favor of it yeah and it's good to get you know that we bring guests on that give balance yeah and uh i like his qualification was don't be saying it's you yeah you know that and that's a good right. word yeah. right there yeah i like that a- a- absolutely I like that. my yeah. thing is this is one hand helping another if you know that you have a buddy or you know an artist that he can't write then 
if another writer wants to help him get a hit, then that we got to do what we got to do, man. You right, know what right, I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Now, not me, now, me, myself, I write my own raps when I was rapping. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm mm-hmm. from the old school. So for, from the old school, if you written somebody's rap or you use somebody's rap you was a biter you was a biter yeah, that's right yeah, yeah that was yeah, good yeah, that's yeah. the term yeah yeah that's I remember that remember, yeah. that remember that song we only bite you only biting yeah yeah yeah, yes. yeah, yeah man. I remember that they were like yo that. stop biting man you know what I mean <laughs> yeah yeah that's I remember but see, that now, it's different now see now you can get rich off rapping right yes. right right right. you can get yes. rich so now I, I don't they don't care now what this, look, here, write a rap I don't care anybody can write the rap yeah, you know what I'm saying. As long as I can get rich, they don't care. Nobody cares now. People want to get rich, get out the hood. That's yeah. it. That's yeah, it. That's you know, true. it's interesting because you know, back in the old school rap, it was you know the it was frowned upon for biting, but now there's a lot of sampling. You know, there's a lot of sampling going on. It's nothing to hear uh full force beat in a rap music. It's nothing to hear James Brown beat or, you know, hook in rap music. What what is your take on sampling? Is it would it be the same as the ghostwriting perspective? My my take on sampling is it's very, very smart because if you take and sample a record that was a hit back in the day, mm-hmm. then you're one hit well, you're already one step ahead of the game. Gotcha. You have a hit Sound, you have a hit track already in the back, mm-hmm. so you're going to draw that audience back in. Right, then you put the new twist to it. Now you got the new audience. Right, I, man, right. Bobby, I love that you're bringing uh, yeah. a different perspective. Yeah, and you, you're actually bringing a lot of balance to this mm-hmm. thing because, and you're you're you know you're defending your perspective in a, in an excellent way. Because I remember listening to like say one of the new rap songs that you might have heard, and I'm like, oh, that's the Osley Brothers beat, mm-hmm. you know, and and that's what kind of reeled me in. And you mm-hmm. know, you know, but then when they start talking about slapping and killing, I had to, I had to bail out. You know, what I mean? you know what? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just like the big. Song when Biggie first came out, yeah, Juicy. Yeah, remember he right. had that R and B beat and he put some yeah, ramp over top of right, it. Remember because right. Puffy was like, "This is going to get you to right, hit right absolutely. here." Yeah, yeah, I understand that. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So, Bubba, you do. I mean, you're, you're multi talented, man. You do so much. You do comedy. Tell us, tell our listeners how you you know got started with comedy. Yeah. Um, Actually, man, I've been making people laugh. I was laugh most of my life. Mm-hmm. I was a class clown, <laughs> and one day I was—I remember I was sitting around the house, and it was a family, you know, family get together, mm-hmm. and I just had the whole house dying all day long laughing. <laughs> and they were like, "Yo, you should start doing stand-up comedy." I'm like, "I'm not doing no stand-up comedy." Mm-hmm. I called Liz down at at our last house. She was the you know the lady booking people, and she you know she put me on, and I went down there. She told me what to do, mm-hmm. and I started doing open mics. People awesome. laughed, and that's that's how I started. Awesome. Nice. Like when people find out that you're a comedian, do they like say, "Hey, you're a comedian? Tell me a joke." <laughs> All the time. Yeah. Now we we had uh, one of our good friends, uh, Stack Nificent, on our show. He's very very funny comedian, man. And I definitely want. Yeah, I know would, that. yeah, I would. Uh, you know. Uh, he's just so funny, man. And uh, he he said a joke one time on the show, and I know I'm gonna mess it up. But he said he said it's real funny how you know when you're a comedian, how people walk up to you and ask you to tell them a joke. But if you're a boxer, then they don't walk up to you and say, "Hey, man, punch me in the mouth." You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I said that's some truth to that, though. Yeah, absolutely. But that's great stuff. So as far as as far as comedy, um. Who would you say, you know, were your inspirations? That'd be the first part. The second part would be, um, after, after you talk about who inspired you, how do you, like, how do you come up with your material? 
Richard Pryor was one of the first comedians that, that I loved because I like how Richard Pryor, he just took reality and, and, and he just talked about reality in a funny way. Mm-hmm. Even when he was talking about, when he got caught on fire and was running down the street. Yeah. It wasn't funny, but he said it in a funny way. Right, right, right. He inspired me. And my comedy, 99% of my comedy is all things that actually happened to me in my experiences. Mm. I just talk about it in a funny way. Mm, got you. Wow. Got okay. You. Okay. That's awesome. I consider it reality comedy. Really? Okay. Reality comedy. I like that. Now, have you ever gone to a show and have you ever done a show and nobody laughed? I did. I, no, I I've never had a show where nobody laughed, but I never got booed. Really? Okay. You know? okay. But, but I had, I've had shows and they, and, they, and they were looking at me and I was looking at them and, and as I got finished saying what I was saying, it was like I was in the NA meeting. I thought they were going to say Like, what the? Yeah. You know, that was kind of weird. Yeah. What I'll do is once I see the crowd out into it, I'll find some way and somehow to end it quick. Right, 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 right. <laughs> and I'll be like, okay, thanks for letting me come. Yeah. <laughs> Hey man, you you hitting you hitting it right on the nose, man. Because I was actually Javon Pearson, who was on uh, Def Comedy Jam, was the host. Stagnificent. They had uh, these known comedians, and I was just getting up there to help a friend out because he said he needed some more people up there telling my church jokes. But it was the wrong audience to tell that kind of joke to. And um, I bomb. I'm not ashamed to say I bomb. <laughs> And then the comedians that came on behind me was talking about me and stuff, but it was all oh, in, Lord. yeah, it was all in fun, man. And I say that <laughs> to say, um, certain places you go, like say if you're going to the Laugh House versus Helium, what I learned from that negative experience is the jokes that you use in church, you can't use at Helium right. or at the La- Laugh House. Right. And I had to learn to differentiate. But my question to you would be. When you just you have just arrived at a place, how do you gauge your audience fast enough to know what material you're going to use, or do you just have a set? That's why most of the time I don't go on first. I always try to go let other comedians go in front of me because okay. mm-hmm. I can see what type vibe the crowd is. Got you. Okay, that's smart. Okay, that's smart. That's smart. Because that first guy, he got to break the ice. Yeah. And you don't know if they sit, yeah. yeah. You don't know they sitting back there like, okay, what you got to say, man? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, Awesome. Now, when I'm the icebreaker, if I am the icebreaker, then I got to come out. And then, I, and then what I do is I just put it out there. Okay. And I can tell from the first joke I say how the car's going to take it and what direction I'm going to go in. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Okay, 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 uh, okay. And this, I've heard this term, or it, it might not exactly be called this term, but the meaning you'll get. Like uh, you talked about being going on first, gauging your audience by maybe that first uh, joke you tell. How much of comedy is shift on the fly, for lack of a better? Like when you say, okay, that didn't work. Okay, I got to keep going. Mm-hmm. So what, I got to go in another direction. How much of comedy is shift on the fly? Basically, what I'll do is I'll say, hey, how are you doing today? And I'll just you know, start talking to somebody in the audience. Mm-hmm. And I spontaneously come up with things. I've done it several times. Mm-hmm. I had a whole set that I was going to do at a comedy show. Mm-hmm. And they and it seemed like the crowd was totally in a different direction as far as what they wanted to hear that night. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I freestyle. I'll just come up with a topic in my head and I'll flow with that. There you go. Okay. 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 Awesome. Okay. I, I like that. Yeah, I like that too. I like that. And if that don't work, I said, excuse me, I'll be right back. I got to go to the bathroom. I'll be back door. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I know. That's right. 
Man, that's right. That is hilarious. That's right. That's crazy. Um, I know, you know, I, I, I have, um, you know, like a stand up comedy background. And one of the things I have realized, um, that works pretty much every time is when you can, um, gauge your audience. Like, say you see somebody in the, um, audience that looks like, what's the, what was that uh, group with Harry Styles in the right direction? What's it called? Oh, What's it called? Right Direction? Oh, no. I, I know who you're talking about. You know what I'm saying? I think yeah, they were called Right yeah. Direction. And One you can, Direction. One Direction. One Direction. Yeah, One Direction. And you can make a connection and say, look, everybody, stand up, y'all four. Y'all four guys, y'all stand up for me real quick. We got celebrities in the house. Everybody give it up for Wrong Direction. You know, everybody start cracking. You know, just like busting on the crowd, yeah, finding yeah, somebody yeah, that yeah. look like Cedric the Entertainer's cousin. You know, have you ever done kind of like crowd engagement jokes? I have sometimes, sometimes I have, and, and, and I'm glad you mentioned that because sometimes that's a good way to, for you to, to figure out what you're going to do next and what direction you're going to go in next as far as your jokes if the ones that you're doing is not hitting. You can use it. That's what a lot of comedians do. They start messing with the crowd, saying stuff to the crowd, stuff like that. That's right, basically right. the kill time until they come up with the next joke. Wow. Or get them laughing. Good. You know, cause you mess wow. with the crowd, you get them laughing. Right, 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 laughing, right, right, right. So yeah. throw your joke right in while you got them laughing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Now, have you ever been heckled? <laughs> uh, have I ever been what? Heckled. No, I never got heckled before. Okay. Oh. But I'm ready. After I saw it, um, what was that movie that Richard, Eddie Murphy was in? But remember, remember the movie? I think it was, um. But not coming to America. No, the one where Eddie Murphy was in, where he was heckling. Dave Chappelle. Oh, oh uh, the, okay. the clumps. Yeah. Nutty Professor. Nutty Professor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's why I don't mess with it. I don't do the heckling thing because anything can happen. I somebody might come up. Somebody might, man, listen. Yeah. Somebody might start talking about my love handles and <laughs> little head and all that. Yeah. Now, wow, that's a shame. Now, I remember uh, being in college. Uh, and Martin Lawrence actually came to University of Delaware. Yeah. And we were running late and we noticed that the front row was still open and we were like, oh, we got good seats. Oh, Lord. It was the worst seats in the house because he bust on us all night long. Oh, Lord. I heard that. Is that the golden rule? Don't sit in the front row? Yeah. That's a, that's a golden rule. <laughs> actually, a lot of people, when they come to my show, they say, listen, I'm going to sit up front. Please don't get me. Don't get me. I said, nah. That's the golden rule. You never know. Some comedians, if you sit up front, be ready. Okay. Wow. I got you. you. You better have some jokes to throw back. That's you know right. I mean? That's right. Have some jokes That's to go back. Yeah. Wow. That's funny. And then you move from. Go ahead. I'm sorry. And, and don't wear nothing funny or no loud colors or nothing like that. Could just stand out. Yeah, wow. yeah, 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 and 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 don't look like some like Mister T or somebody because they they gonna let you have it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you that's can't look shame. like yeah, yeah. That's a shame. Yeah, that's good. That's, that's true. a shame. And then you go from you go from comedy to acting. Mm-hmm. Okay, you went from comedy to acting, and you started doing um, some plays in 2011. So, what was it about acting that attracted you to that? Uh, the the first time I act. Um, her name is Cheryl Hawkins. She's from CJ Productions. She wanted me to be in a play. And I remember being in this play, and it was called Child, You Better Praise Him. Mm-hmm. And it was about um, me and my cousin's grandfather died and left us a church. And I was it was my job to bring hip-hop to the church. Uh-huh. And I oh, loved wow. it. The okay. character, I loved it because I love hip-hop. And then at the end of the play, I did like a song called Chill, You Better Praise Him. And it was like the whole experience it was like I was that character. 
mm-hmm. for that whole play. And ever since then, I loved it. Wow. Nice. Awesome. Nice. Awesome. Nice. And then you became an extra in some in other movies to learn the business. How was that? Because you get to see what it's like. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then once once you get the acting bug, and I'm quite sure you guys know this, and, and maybe you feel the same. Mm-hmm. If, if you 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 become you can you get to become creative, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and and it, it makes you think outside the box. So it's coming from where I come from, coming up in the hood and all that and everything, and all the stuff we've been through. Mm-hmm. When you find something that you can do to make you creative, because we don't think like normal people. We sure yeah. don't. Yeah. yeah, you know, we think outside the box. Right. We right. think about doing things. Creative because we're because we're naturals. We love entertaining comedy, you know, doing all that type of stuff. So, so my thing is, once I learned, felt that bite, that bug, you know, that thing we talked about when you guys were on my show, you were talking about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Once you feel that and you get that euphoria, yeah, you, know, you can say, "Wow, I can do whatever I want with this. Right. I can be whoever I want." Yeah, you know, and, right. and yeah. so I got hooked since then. And so when I start, when I, I play Dante Payne in this play. Called Tell the Truth and Shame the Devil in the Walnut Street Theater. Oh, and wow. I, okay. I, I, and I tell you the truth, I was Don Che Ping for those five days mm-hmm. <laughs> at yeah. home, wow. and uh, you know, and, and and when it was over, I still wanted to be Don Che Ping. I, like, <laughs> yeah. I didn't wow. even want to go back to Bubby Beware. <laughs> yeah, I got you. I got <laughs> you. Okay. I love it. Okay. You know that's okay. that's interesting too. Um, uh, you know what you're speaking to in, in, in actors terminology is staying in character you know you guys had this production for five days you know you pretty much stayed in character uh, it came off very very believable and um, I learned something filming uh, 21 Bridges mm-hmm. now it's real interesting because you know we as actors we ought to stay in character and I learned that even after the director says cut Mm-hmm. They still might be filming some things, yeah. Because the the little blurb or flash that I had in um, Twenty One Bridges, I was actually that was doing kind of like B roll after the director said cut, but I still stayed in character and uh, was kind of like you know uh, I don't want to give it away in terms of spoilers, but um, you know doing what police officers would do on, on a crime scene, and they actually captured that. In the movie that as it was, you know, it was a flash, but I was, you could see, me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And it sounds like that's what you did in terms of your play, just kind of staying in character those five days. Like you said, you got so hooked on it, you know, you didn't yeah. want to come out of it, yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. You, you know, we, we, me and Nikki kid around a lot. We talk about, uh, what's that, uh, uh, guy, uh, uh, Seagal, Steven Seagal. Steven Seagal. Yeah, yeah, man. He, uh, you know, he would be on set, you know, breaking legs and all breaking arms. And when he came home, he couldn't come out of character, you know. You know, his <laughs> wife, like, he could, you know, his wife was like, dinner's ready. I'll break your leg. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, dinner's what ready? What do you mean, dinner's ready? <laughs> what do you mean, dinner's ready? <laughs> <laughs> That's a shame. Anyway. Wow. And then you hook up you hook up with um Howard E. Smith. Yeah. And now you're up you got your own show and different things like that. Tell our listeners a little bit about that. Right. What happened was Gabrielle Nicole, she's um she's an also an executive mm-hmm. for Elements Media Network. She cast me, she was the stage manager for the play I was in at the Walnut Street Theater. And after she saw my performance as Dante Payne. She cast me for two of her TV her TV shows, mm-hmm. A Lifetime of Harmony uh, and The Thing That Doesn't Exist, and 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 that's how I met Howard. Nice, uh, nice. So, you know, 
That's nice. awesome. After reading nice. her script, it, I said, wow, I can do this. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started writing a movie. I also I have 20 scenes written for a TV series, nice. a TV drama series nice. that, I'm, that I'm doing too. Nice. And, um, and so that's what got me, you know, to introduce myself to Howard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Awesome, awesome. Nice. So nice, man. And so, like, um, what 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 would you consider the flavor of EMN Live with Bubby Beware? Like, what what is your the flavor of your show? The the flavor of my show is to to have uh, up close and personal uh, uh, interviews with people who are entrepreneurs. Actors, comedians, directors, producers—you know everything. Entertainment to be able to sit down and we discuss like what's going on with them, what they're doing, and and, and I, I I I love having big, big, huge guests, but I also like the up and coming guests too. Awesome. So so we can be there through their journey. Right, you know? right, absolutely. So basically, like networking. I got you, but on TV. I got you. I mean, I, I love that man because um, you know. My my college coach used to always say, before you can have, you have to already be. Yeah. And before yeah. you can be, you have to do. And there's a lot of hardworking actors and actresses and entrepreneurs that don't have a problem with the doing part. They have a problem with the being or becoming, but they just need a little bit of help and support. Mm-hmm. And so when you talk about people who are classified as up and coming, you're giving people an opportunity to be with that little bit of help, because some shows you can't get on unless you're already an right. A-list or That's B-list right. actor. Right. And, uh, right. you know, like I said, you're giving people who are trying to, you know, rise to that level or and, or are on their way to get that opportunity. And I think that is just uh, very, very noble of you because... There's a lot of shows out on out here. You have to be an already made mm-hmm, high profile mm-hmm. celebrity before yep. you can even, you know, get a get consideration. So yeah, yeah our hats Thank off you. to you, man. Yeah. yeah. And and my yeah. show is designed it's designed to to give people, my viewers, nice. a look at you know, the ins and outs of, of, of people who are trying to do fashion, mm-hmm. people are trying to do comedy, people are trying to do hip hop, you know, people are trying to do movies, T V shows, produce. Label owners, like my guest, my guest on, on Saturday is Chris Schwartz. He started Rough House Records. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we heard of that. I remember when Chris first put me, he, he um, was School Z's manager. I met him down at a club called Revival. Back in the day, I was 18 years old. Mm-hmm. And he had a group, a band he was coming in down there. And he came in there with Schoolie one day. Okay. And he let me open up with Schoolie a couple of times. Wow. You know? Cool. And, and, like, Chris is coming on my show. So nice. the thing is. Not only will I, do I want people to see the up-and-coming artists, but also I want people to come on there that's already successful, too, and let people know what the journey was like all the way from the beginning to, to, the, from the beginning to up to now so they can see, mm-hmm. okay, this is how I can be successful during right. this. Right. Or, or I can do how Chris did it. Or like you guys, when you guys came on my show, mm-hmm. yeah. you're not going to find so many people out there collectively between you two that's been in over 50 movies mm. you're both both of you are, are multi-award winning actors and actors and all you know so the interview that we're going to post post and, and 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 put on the network from you guys will give people young black men and young black women or any you know actor and actress that's starting or want to become an actor or actress to see your your journey, how you yeah. got started, like, you know, in the church and you, you know, with everything you were doing and how you transitioned from playing basketball overseas and could be in the NBA 
to to now being an actor and a comedian and radio show host and all that. So yeah. I know I'm long winded, but you that's know, okay. Keep talking. You, you you talking about us right now? Keep going. So, no. <laughs> no, I'm just playing, man. No, that's okay, man. man. That's yeah. no, that was that was. I mean, you summed it up, man. You you, you summed it up. Yeah. No, that's okay, yeah, man. That's it, you know, okay. we bring you guys on. This is y'all time to shine. So don't don't worry about being long winded. You know. So yeah, man. But we gotta give him the bell for that. He gets you get the bell. The bell. Yes, yeah. that's that bell. That's the bell. That's it, right there. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, uh, yeah, man. So, uh, last question I want to ask you, like, what's next? We know you talked about the, you got your show on going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got the TV series uh, going on. What's uh, what's next for Bubby B. Rare? Well, right now with the network, I'm, I, I was just given a position probably like like five days ago. I'm now an executive producer. Nice for Ooh. Beyond TV. It's um with the network, and it's like our own division now. And and we we're like everywhere now. We're broadcasting. We're we're streaming global now. And our nice. platform is on nice. demand TV, and, and we have we're on syndicated channels like you know platforms like Roku, Apple TV, Fire TV, Android okay. TV. IPTV Europe and Africa, and we're in over 16 countries now, and being and can be viewed by over 20 million people. So my goal is right now to get as much content as possible out there to the masses. You know, like country, rap, hip hop, movies, TV series, documentaries, food shows, news networks. We're doing it all, hmm. and and also I would love to have you guys radio show. Become a TV show. There we go. He get the bell. He get the bell again. Soon as possible. That's it. He said as soon as possible. Well, look, we are down. Ready, ready, ready. That's it, man. Let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. happen. Hey, look, we gonna make that happen. Look, y'all heard it here first on the Kevin Nicky Show. Yes. Right here, we got Bobby B. Rare, aka yes. John Rare. He is a multi, super talented, old school rapper, actor, comedian, writer, producer, TV host. Executive producer and much, much more. Y'all getting it right here on the Kevin and Nikki show on iHeartRadio. Yeah. Well, listen, man, you've been an awesome, phenomenal guest, man. It's been divine connection and blessings yes. connecting with you. And we know this is the beginning of something great and big and long lasting. But before you go, if people want to contact you, I mean, I know you had DVDs and all kinds of stuff. Put your information out there, how they can follow you, contact you. Get your DVDs or just connect with you. Okay, right now you can get me. I'm on Facebook as Bubby B. Mm-hmm. B-U-B-B-Y-B-E-E. I'm on Instagram as Bubby Beware. as B-U-B-B-Y-B-W-A-R-E. And I have a website coming up now. Actually, they just gave me the first draft. So stay, stay post, posted on those two social media outlets nice. and you'll know everything that's going on. All okay. right. You know, okay. And uh, you know, I'm on Elevation Media Network. You can download our app. On Roku TV, uh, Vivio TV, um, you can download us on Amazon Fire Stick and our phone. You know, we call it Elements Media Network. Nice. Right? And, uh, we also have the Beyond TV app now. We just got that like five days ago. Too. Okay. 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 So right. y'all, y'all expand. Y'all, this is this going to be a worldwide premiere here, they y'all. Global. They, they global. They global. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. I'd like to send a shout out to Howard E. Smith. Yeah. 
is the owner of Elements Media Network to put me on. And yes, Gabrielle Nicole, she's vice president of our Global News Network also. Miss yes. Gabby. Everybody. That's right. That's what I'm talking That's about. Right. I love That's y'all. I love y'all. Love you, you too, love man. You friends now, man. That's it. That's it. That's it. Be family, man. That's how That's that right. go. That's As we say good. on the Kevin Nicky Show, once you come on the Kevin Nicky Show, you're, you're family. family. Well, you was already family. You're just more family than you That's were family right. before. That's all. So so what he right. are, he's our cousin. He our cousin. He our uncle. He our cousin. Our uncle. Yeah. Yeah. Our brother. Bubby. <laughs> cousin, cousin Bubby. Yeah. Cousin Bubby. Cousin Bubby. I like it. Cut, I like cut, it. Cutting Bubby. Yeah. <laughs> That's our cousin buddy. Yeah, you got it. Well, all right, man. You've been a great guest, man. We will definitely be in touch soon and uh, continue success and blessings. And we're looking forward to uh, finishing out 2019 strong and 2020 going to blow up yes, with the right. gasoline in the match. That's right. It's going to be fire. Like how I do. Fire. It's going to be fire. And I want fire. all your audience to know that it's going to be the Kevin and Nikki TV show coming. <laughs> Yes, yes. Looking forward to it. Awesome, awesome. All right, man. Well, enjoy the rest of your evening, and uh, we will be in touch. Thank you much. God bless. All right, God God bless. bless. Bye. Awesome. Man, he was awesome. He was awesome. He was awesome. Awesome sauce. Awesome sauce. Awesome sauce. Awesome yeah, he was definitely awesome. Man. He got he got a nice extensive resume. He, he sure worked did. with some good people. And then and then, you know, opportunities presenting to us yeah, on the air. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, he got oppor- yeah, that's, I like that's that. All, that's all, that's what it's I'm always about. good. That's right. It's always good when somebody offer you a job on the air. Ah, for real. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's yeah. what that's what I'm talking I, I about. Cardi B says, I like, like the, the checks. checks. <laughs> <laughs> yes. For real. That's always good when somebody offer you a the job, job on, on air. Like, like, y'all heard it. Don't hurt. Y'all heard it. He said it, not us. That's yeah. right. And we're going to be ready, ready, ready. 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 Yeah. Awesome, man. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Great, love great it, interview. Love it, love great it. guy. Uh, we had a fantastic time on his show, as we said at the top of the show. And, um, he said the same thing we said. He believed yeah. in one hand washing the other. That's right. And that's what life should be about. It shouldn't be about trying to get over on somebody, that's take advantage right. of it. That's right. It, it, you can create those win-win situations where I bless you, you, you bless, bless me. me. And guess what? We don't mind going first. We sure don't. But he went first with us. He sure. So yeah. we return to faith. Return. Return. It's like a boomerang. Boomerang. You that's throw right. it and it comes right, right back. That's, that's it. it. That's, that's how it. blessings that's are. It. That's how it yeah. goes. That's how when you throw out blessings, they come back. They that's come it. right back. All right. All right. All right so, so we're going to take a break. And when we come back, it's going to be time for news and sports. Scholars Professional Editing Firm consists of a specialized group of academic doctors, editors, and statisticians that keep doctoral candidates moving through the academic doctoral process by providing one-to-one group mentorship and all-inclusive editorial services that produce writing advancements that result in exponential movement. The scholars conduct line-by-line editing, proof and copy editing, university-specific format compliance, and substantive done-for-you services on the following documents. Doctoral thesis, dissertations, capstone projects, research studies, research proposals, and oral defense preparations and presentations. The Scholars Professional Editing Group keep you moving. And for more information on editorial services or doctoral accelerated mentorship program, visit www.thescholarsediting.com. That's www.thescholarsediting.com or contact Dr. Haynes at 281-315-6053. All right. All right. All right. 
So now it's time for news and sports. All right, guys, in sports. Uh-oh, not good. All right, 2000, uh, 2005, uh, no, 205,000 people signed the petition to remove Michael Vick as Pro Bowl captain. So a petition calling for the NFL to strip Michael Vick of his designation as one of four legends captains at the 2020 Pro Bowl has generated generated thousands of signatures and an overwhelming rebuke to his involvement in the event. Mm -hmm. Posted by Joanna Lidd on uh, Change.org, the petition has over... 204,000 supporters as of Friday afternoon with uh, 300,000 that stated the stated goal. Wow. Somebody said they just saw this on Facebook and was absolutely disgusted. Uh, Lynn writes on the petition page, when is the NFL going to take any responsibility for the behavior of its, and she put sick in parentheses, current and former players, to honor a man who has zero regard for animals is unacceptable, and I would like your help to make sure he is not, in all caps, honored at the 2020 NFL Pro Bowl. Vic served 18 months of his 23-month sentence in federal prison due to his significant role in overseeing a dogfighting ring at his Bad News Kennels operation in Virginia. While Vic made efforts to rehabilitate his image, both during and after his incarceration, including working with the Humane Society of the United States and supporting an anti-dogfighting bill, he still has a toxic reputation among animal rights activists. On the petition page, Lynn also shared passages from the book, from her book. I'm not even going to give the title of the book. Uh, A comprehensive account of one time of the one time NFL's quarterback dogfighting scandal, which features uh, disturbing details of the operation. The fallout from Vic's incarceration and fall from grace resulted in him filing for bankruptcy, but he was later able to resurrect his NFL career following his stint in prison. It remains to be seen whether Vic or the NFL will respond to the overwhelming backlash to his planned participation in the 2020 Pro Bowl. As it stands, Vic, along with Terrell Davis, uh, Darrell Green, uh, and Bruce Smith will serve Legends Captains at the 2020 Pro Bowl, which will be held on January 26th at Camping World Stadium in Orlando, Florida. So, you know, Mm-mm. here's the thing. I, I just got to get my comments on this. Mm-mm. My thing is this. No one is condoning what Michael Vick did. Right. It was, a you know, even though it was a part of the culture and that urban community right, where he right, came right, from. Right. It was a part of culture, dogfighting. They've been doing that for years. Right. They've been doing it for They've years. Been doing that it's for a years. part of that culture. But nobody's condoning um what he what he did in terms of dog fighting and treatment of the animals. Right. Um but my whole thing is this. Number one, he paid his debt to society. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now we understand this is probably going to be a tag that's going to be with him for the rest of his life. But he paid his debt to society. He's even did the best that he could to rehabilitate his, you know, his uh, reputation by supporting anti-dog fighting bills. I remember he came to Philly and spoke at Pepper Middle School when mm-hmm. it was open, right, 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 uh, right. you know, not too far from where I live. Um, and he's done other things to uh, to say, hey, I've turned it around. Right. You know, he's uh, resurrected his, his his career by being an analyst on, you know, uh, TV. And, mm-hmm. you know, he, he, he seemed like he's in that mode of doing what he's supposed to do, yeah. doing the right thing. Yeah. 
Well, my whole, I got two things I want to add to this. Are people equally as upset with the chicken fighting that go on? That been going on that longer than dog on, fighting. It, it sure has. And are you equally yeah. upset at yeah. the killing of people? Yeah. And How I just have that? a problem with that? people How about that? being overwhelmingly upset about animals getting killed, which we should, because I'm an animal lover myself. Mm-hmm. I, I was the little kid that used to bring home frogs, snakes, lizards, and my mom say, look, mom, and I would open up my hand and it was a rattlesnake or something. You know what I mean? You know what you're saying. I'm saying I just love animals. <laughs> I would bring home stray cats. Uh-uh. My mom would uh-uh. tell you, I would bring home stray cats, stray dogs. And I, and I'm to this day, I mm-hmm. love animals. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not condoning what he did. What I'm saying is he, pray, he pay, paid his debt to society. He's tried to help out in the right areas, considering in the same very areas that he did the wrong thing. Yeah. If you're going to be upset with Michael Vick, please be upset with uh, those very same people that are knocking out their wives, mm-hmm. yes. uh, chicken fighting, deer hunting. You know what I'm saying? Deer hunting. Yeah. You know, don't be a selective hypocrite. That's, That's all right. I'm saying. That's right. That's right. And then make That's sure right. you're not stepping on roaches you know or what. killing flies because they're animals too, right? A roach is an insect. But it's still a bean. It's still a, it's still a, I'm, I'm talking about from the animal rights people. Okay. You, can, you can't be hypocritical. You can't be killing flies and roaches and ants and then getting mad. Cause like, cause now we're getting into degree. Yeah. Are you upset yeah. about animals across the board? Cool. Let's be upset about animals and beans across the board. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And let's be also be upset about the killing of people across yeah. the board. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not upset about the people being killed, but you're upset about the animal, is something something wrong with that picture? Yeah, something very. There's something wrong very with wrong with that picture. that picture. Something very wrong with it's that. It's very something very very wrong with that picture. Yeah. I I understand that people make mistakes. We've all made our mistakes. Maybe there are some mistakes in life that hey, we just can't recover from from a reputation standpoint. And this is something that, in my opinion, Michael Vick has to live with. He yeah. has to live with. Yeah, you know, but it was based on his own behavior. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But you have to give at least maybe a little bit of credit. Yeah, some credit. Yeah, this is something that's in his past. It does, I haven't heard any stories or any news report of him repeating the behavior. No, and you hasn't. have to look at that as well. Has there been a repeat of the behavior since rehabilitation, since trying to uh, resurrect yourself? Right, and it doesn't right, right. appear. I'm gonna say appear because you don't never know what's going on in secret. Right, that he's been you know keeping it clean. Yeah, in my personal opinion, I think people are starting to. Pick with them now because of what he said about Carson Wentz. Okay. Yeah. Remember, you reported it last week. What he said about Carson Wentz in regards to he's not sure if Carson is going to be able to mm-hmm. make it, you yeah. know, in when, Philadelphia. Yeah. All them games they lost and continue to lose right, right. even they, after he said it. They lost to the Dolphins. Yeah, how you going to lose to the Miami Dolphins? What yeah. is up with that? From what I understand, the Miami Dolphins is the worst team in the league. Right, right, right. So how you going to lose to them? Right. You know what I mean? So everyone was saying that, you know, they should not have – I said it too. I'm agree. I'm listen. They should not have let go of Nick Foles. And you know what? If we were to take a poll, especially right now after mm-hmm. losing to the Dolphins, yeah. out of a hundred people, ninety nine of them would say we should have kept Nick Foles. Yes. So what that would tell me was that what Michael Vick said was correct. Was He's correct. in the shadows of Nick Foles. Because Nick Foles won a Super Bowl. He sure did. He took us to the promised land and took us over. He took us over to the other side. And y'all let him go. And y'all let him go. Y'all let him go. 
And well, now you can't get a darn, you can't even win a game to save your life, and, let yeah. alone try to even make it on the road to the Super Bowl. And you're lucky that you are only in the position that you are because other teams are losing. Yes. Like, I mean, it's like Dallas and Eagles is just losing to see who can lose the most to win the conference. It's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's all. So that's does. why they right. want to get rid of uh, Michael Vick because he's telling the truth. Yeah, he's telling the truth. The truth hurts, and then truth they kind of like, then they kind of like, who is this dog killer to be telling? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they dig into your reputation. Yes. But sound uh, like my girl Lizzo. Truth hurts. Yeah, it yeah. hurts. Yeah, and then and here's my other thing too. Like, I believe that you can you don't have to agree with what somebody did in terms of behavior, but still like their achievements, their accomplishments. Um, and things like that. I mean, Michael Vick was my favorite quarterback. You know mm-hmm, what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I had a chance to meet him, shook his hand. In, in my opinion, I'm saying to me, he's the greatest of all time. Yeah. Because and when I, I say that, uh, not based off of championships, I say that based off skill. I don't think there was a quarterback with a skill set that he had to throw uh, like he had a missile launcher mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and be mm-hmm. able to run circles mm-hmm. around the whole team That's like right. a video game. And uh, even when he got older, they still were trying to catch him. But they, yeah. they kind of caught up to him a little bit. He got a couple injuries. But no, what he did was with the dogs. We're not saying that that was okay. No, it's not right. Right. Doing that. Doing that. You know, what he what he did with the, the bad news kennels. Mm-hmm. But I just say. It looks like to me he's turned it around. Yeah. And you got to yeah. give him some credit with that. Yeah. You know, because it's like I said, man, hey, let him without sin, what they say, throw the first stone. He who is without, without sin, sin, throw the throw first, first stone. stone. Everybody going to start putting them bad boys down. Walk, okay. Walking, throw in, the other, first walking stone. in the other direction. That's right. Yeah. Don't be a hypocrite. That's it. Be Hip- real with yours. Be real. That's right. Be real. That's all I got. All right. Well, in news, this story just makes me sick to my core. It, it, it really does. Mm. In 1984, 15-year-old Risa Trexler, Trexler, she was uh, raped and murdered in her grandma, her grandparents' house in North Carolina. It has taken them 34 years to solve who killed this young girl. Mm. And the only reason what helped what helped them solve this girl's murder was that her sister in 2018 went on Dr. Phil to bring, you know, mm-hmm. awareness to the young girl's murder. Mm-hmm. Kev, guess who killed this young girl? Who? In 2007, her relative died. Mm-hmm. DNA, they found on the, the semen and everything like that. Two th- they found that in 2017, a relative who died actually killed her. Mm. So, she died in 1984. The relative died in 2007. So that basically means for 23 years, mm-hmm. this man has been around the family. Mm-hmm. He probably attended the funeral, mm-hmm. you know, up against the mother, the father, the sisters, the brothers and different things like that, mm-hmm. you know, helping them to grieve this young girl. And he's the one who did it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, here's what put the icing on the cake. Because he died in 2007. They can't charge him with her murder because he's dead. Right, right. That that makes me sick. Yeah. They can't. They can't because that their excuse was he's not here to defend himself. What does he have to defend? Mm-hmm. And guess how they found? They dug him up and took some DNA from him, matched it with her, and that's how they found out who killed her. Mm, wow. They exhumed his body. Mm-hmm. 
And my whole thing is now that he's deceased for the family to actually finally know after 34 years yeah. who actually murdered her and it was a family member. Yeah. That That's crazy. You know what? See, th- these are kinds of things that mess with your belief system. Yes. It messes with your faith. It messes with your theology. It messes with your worldview because, you know, we've always heard that term. There's nothing you're going to get away with. And stories like this make you have to say, I disagree. Mm -hmm. Because this man, let's say if he was still alive Mm -hmm. and they were able to charge him and throw him in jail. Mm -hmm. Well, he still got away for 30 30 years. 23 23 years. years, I'm sorry, what you said. He still got away for 23 years. So we can say for 23 years, if nothing else, he got away. But this man died not having to serve any consequence. Now, of course, in church lingo, theology, um, people would say, well, in the next life. But here's, here's, the, here's the bottom line. Mm-mm. None of us who are alive definitively know right. about the next life or if there's really going to be one. Right. I, and right, I'm being, right, I'm right, being right. a little facetious. I'm mm-hmm, being kind of like mm-hmm, devil's mm-hmm. advocate as a man of faith myself. Mm-hmm. Now, do me, now, do I personally believe that there's going to be an afterlife? Yeah, I, I believe that. That's just my personal mm-hmm. uh, perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, but even with that, none of us who are alive, we've never been there. We've never been there. We don't know definitively if there's going to be an afterlife. We just believe that by faith because that was our religious orient orientation or, or what the worldview mm-hmm. we chose mm-hmm. to to gravitate to or was taught or it was passed down. With, but with all that being said, we always was taught is now you're going to get away with. Yeah, I got to restructure that because yeah. he got yeah. away. He got away years. 23 years and 23 then died years. and took it to the grave with him. Yeah. Yeah. Now, just imagine for 23 years watching the mother mourn the loss of her daughter, watching the father mourn the loss of the daughter, sisters, brothers, you know, mourn this girl's life. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And for 23 years, you were walking around and you ain't saying nothing. nothing. Yeah. And then you die in 2007 and 11 years after you die, the family gets slapped in the face with the fact that you did it. You know, they ought to bring his butt back to life some kind of way yes, and sit in the jail. You know try, and, and, let's go try to revive. Let's put, let's do something. And the thing <laughs> is that they can't charge him because he's dead. Right, How right. are you going to charge a dead man? He can't defend himself. I don't give a damn. Listen, I will send a memo up to Jesus. Look, this is what we found out. He did it. I don't know what he's doing up there in the pearly gates, but you need to send him down right, to the purgatory. Right. Have the the angels escort his behind down. Mm-hmm. He ought to be on the escalator down. Yes, he yeah. needs to be on the escalator. Okay, we you did this. You got to go. Yeah, they ought to dig him up and um, fix him up and put him in court and sit right up on that jaw, <laughs> dead with his eyes closed, and just have a trial just for... The comfort of the family. Oh, and the saddest thing with the family was like, well, you know, she's in a, the only thing they can say, the only thing they said was she's in a better place. That girl did not want to die at 15 years old. She didn't want to be raped at 15 years old. And see, this brings us to another thing. See, these are some of the cop out or what appears to be Mm -hmm, cop out mm -hmm. perspectives to help us deal with the negativity of life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, you know, I, I got to kind of take on the perspective. If it helps, it helps use it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, when you think about it rationally, yeah. 
she, like what you just said, she did not want to die, didn't... nor did she deserve to exactly. die at 15 years old. And the best way we can conceptualize it in our minds is to say she's in a better place. Yeah, because he was they they did they did some, with DNA or whatever. They came up with the fact that he was 40 years old when he killed her, mm. when he raped it and killed her. Mm, mm, mm. Come on, man. Your relative in your in a grandmama's house. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. Yeah. Come on, I know they probably burned that damn house down. You know, mm-hmm. when they found They're going to try to dig him up and burn his, burn whatever left listen, of him. That's probably what they're going to try listen, to do. Listen. Where did y'all get the DNA from again? You know. Listen, so, yeah, they need to send like, a memo to God and have Jesus have the angels escort his behind down to purgatory. Well, well, well that's if he if he made it up there in the first place. Well, you know yeah, what I'm <laughs> Hopefully he's already in purgatory. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Take, oh, my God. When yeah. I read the story, I was like, you know, that's a, that is a shame. In the family. Mm-hmm. In the family. you can, Listen, you can't trust nobody these days with your children. Mm-hmm, Not mm-hmm. even your own family members, as we can see. Mm. It's a shame. It's a shame. Rest in peace, young lady. Yeah. Thirty-four <sighs> years later, finally solved the murder. And you know what? I'm just gonna pull. I'm just gonna pull one positive out of it. What? And I'm digging to pull it. No, <laughs> no pun intended. I'm glad that there's a resolve. There's a resolve in terms of now we know who, what, when, where, and why. And and because and- sometimes. Pain, mm-hmm. or what adds to the pain of the circumstance, is not understanding all the facts, mm-hmm. or not knowing who mm-hmm. and what mm-hmm. and when, where and why, mm-hmm. and 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 all those won't still be answered, mm-hmm. especially the why part. Yeah, but yeah. you know now they can say, okay, we know who did it, and we kind of know what yeah. happened. Yeah, and it 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 it, it can help bring move closer or maybe a step, even if it's a baby step yeah. towards resolve. Yeah. But they yeah. can't, they can't even confront him. Right. You know, they can't say anything. And to that's him. why the why will yeah. always be an open, it'll be an open hole in their hearts. Yeah. You know, and that, that's, that's the part that upsets me. They can't, yeah. when they found out that it was him and they didn't say his name, Right. they didn't say what part of the family, you know, he was, he's with, like, I, the uncle, the brother, mm-hmm. whatever. They, they didn't say anything that they didn't give any more information on him, but just knowing they knew who to dig up. Yeah. You know, they knew who to dig up. They dug him up and you can't even confront the man. You can't say anything. You, you have, you now, now that you know, you got to live with that. You got to live with it. You got to live with that. And you know, and the only thing, don't I mean, one of the options, and there's no formula to this, is that you can only just try to let the pain motivate you to do something positive. Maybe yeah. start a yeah. charity in her name, in her name yeah. or start a fund, you know, some kind mm-hmm. of uh, 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 some maybe something that she liked to do. Start, you know, so that you can allow her positive memory mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to live on. Mm-hmm. That sometimes that helps you to deal with the pain to, uh, you know, start a memorial, you know, a family gathering, you know, things like that. Those are just some thoughts that come to the top of my head, but it's never easy dealing with anything like that. And you never really heal from it. No. You know, you never really heal from it. No, just getting, trying to get over her death 34 Mm -hmm. years. And now you're hit with the news that it was the relative who did it. That's crazy. And and then if he was, I don't know if the guy was married to somebody, how would you feel being like the, the widow? You like, Man, I was married to a monster. Yeah. And I got kids by the monster. Right, right, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Because you don't know if he lived a nice, long life. Right, right. You know, beautiful children, beautiful grandchildren. You know, you don't know what if, if he died from cancer. They right, didn't right. say anything else about him, but yeah. he just he passed away in two thousand seven. You know, such a shame. That's it. That's all I got. That's all I got. Yeah, just, That's it. That's all right. It. So we're gonna take a break, and we come back. It's gonna be my favorite part of the show. We're gonna find out what's bothering Nikki. It's the Kevin and Nikki show on iHeartRadio. We're everywhere. And we'll be back. Mm-hmm. BST, the Swearing they clock, cause ain't nobody taking my place. You know what I mean? Instead of kissing with some ESGs, tight around the blue tang. So when you shake that bang, everybody wants to shake it again. Feel it shutting up in my bones. I magically move by the microphone. And friends are just quick, stand and get that answer real quick. You see me flicking up the old switch, sweating like a dog in front of sellout crowds. I'm dipping them all in the 3D style. No matter how you hype up your 12 inch, they don't get it. They want my album, they gotta deal with it. You could have had your South, but now I took ya. Still ain't got one out cause you chasing pokey hookers. And all the real slim is jamming off my flow. EST's the unusual fellow. EST's the unusual fellow. EST's the unusual fellow. 
Hilltop Hustlers. Yeah. Three times yeah, dope. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, and uh, yeah. that whole uh, Hilltop Hustler match was big back in the uh, mid 80s, mm-hmm. early 90s. Mm-hmm. You had uh, Will Smith. Mm-hmm. You had uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff. You had Three Times Dope with EST. Yeah. Um, you had Cool C. Uh, you had Steady B. And uh, yeah, man, that was a, um, they, they, they were some bad boys. The Hilltop Hustlers from Overbrook. Uh, the Overbrook section of Philly, man, West Philly, man, and they they did their thing. They did it big. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's, the, that's that old. That's that that's fire old school hip hop right there. That's old school hip hop. Yes, that's you know that fire old school right that's there. That's it, man. And it was like old school hip hop was about who could throw the best party, mm-hmm. who had the best DJ, mm-hmm. who had the best dancers, mm-hmm. and who could rock the mic the best. Nobody got shot. Nobody <laughs> got, got slapped. <laughs> Nobody got stabbed. Nobody didn't let AKs and Tech Nines go off and all this old stuff. And, uh, you know, it was just, it was about, it was about fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was yeah. Comp- And you had your battle raps. Yeah. You had your battle raps. But yeah. I could truly say that the battle rapping back in that day was about busting on your skills. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. there were levels where you knew not to take it. You didn't talk about nobody's mom, nobody's family. Mm-hmm. You, you really bust on their lack of ability thereof on the mic. Mm-hmm, you know what mm-hmm, I mean mm-hmm. and all that stuff so yeah of course we moved into a different era where these diss albums could lead to you know coast one coast against yeah. another coast so you can't yeah, even say much nowadays yeah, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean this album leads to people getting hurt hurt and shot and killed, killed. and all this old stuff yeah. and, and, and this coast getting on the radio against this coast and it's just a bunch of nonsense yeah. and all yeah. this old stuff man yeah. when uh, yeah. you know you got all all these rappers are very creative and out here creating music that, you know, people like, man. And, um, yeah. you know, we got to keep it in its proper perspective, man. It's just, it's entertainment. Yes, you know, it it's is. entertainment, man. Mm-hmm. Music. Mm-hmm. All right. Remember, remember we talked about uh, the kids that play the same games, but they play the, play the, <laughs> play the games we play with in real yeah. life. You know what, what I say? Instead of pin the tail on the donkey, they yeah. got pin, pin the, the crime. Pin the, pin, the, pin, the case, pin, the, pin the crime on somebody else. <laughs> Pin the crime on somebody else. Yeah. Say so we just play pin the tail of doggy, yeah. Wow, oh that's goodness. some funny stuff. Pin the crime on somebody else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For real. That's a shame. Oh my goodness. That's a shame. That is yeah, a shame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. All right, so now it's time for my favorite part of the show. It's time to find out what's bothering Nick. I was trying to think of another one of them with kid games. What? Pin <laughs> the, okay, pin the crime on somebody else. You said what was the one you said? Um, they just play Duck, Duck, Goose. Remember Duck, Duck, Goose? Yeah. And, you and said, they, they play Duck, Duck, We Shooting. They shoot. <laughs> <laughs> duck, Duck, They Shoot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> duck, Duck, They Shooting. 
yeah. yeah, that was the one. That was uh-huh. the one I was thinking of. Yeah. That's so funny. Mm-hmm. All right, listen. My what's bothering Nikki is not so much as what's bothering me is is pretty much instruction. Get ready, because mm-hmm. 2020, 2020 is here. Is coming. Do not get out of line. I'm telling you right now. Stay where you are because it's about to be on and popping Mm -hmm. and you do not want to miss it you do not want to miss your spot don't give up don't get exhausted don't get weary don't step off to the left don't step off to the right stay where you are because the lord is about to bless Mm -hmm. i'm trying to i'm trying to tell you i'm trying to tell you 2020 is going to be that year for a lot of people, doors are going to open. Everything that you've been believing God for, you've been praying for, you've been wanting, waiting, been patient, is coming. Do not give up. Do not lose hope. I'm trying to tell you, this is it. You heard it first from Prophetess Nikki Warren. This is it, man. <laughs> this is it. And I was talking to Kev earlier before our show began. He said, Nick, I feel something. Mm-hmm. I feel Feel it in my bones. That's it. And I'm trying to tell you, when he says he feels something, it's good right happen. It's about to happen. It's about to happen. So I'm trying I'm trying to tell you, do not give up now. Do not lose faith now. Do not bow out now. Stay where you are because those doors are about to flow open. Mm-hmm. They about to be pushed open wide and it's gonna be your turn. Yeah. And we not only we not only know this to be true of us. We we believe we believe this to be true of those who are yep. listening. There's mm-hmm. no accident that you're listening to this prophetic message. You know what I'm saying? Listen. And uh, you know, we don't get into all the spookiness Mm-mm. and all Mm-mm. that stuff. No, we no, just no. say what we believe yeah. with strong conviction from our heart. Yeah. We don't get into all that yeah. f- name it, frame it, claiming it so you can attain <laughs> it. We just believe in speaking life and speaking encouragement, speaking life, encouragement, motivation, and inspiration. And that's what Nikki just did. She spoke life, encouragement, inspiration, and motivation into your life and our life. What did you say? Name it, frame it. Name it, frame it, it, claim it, so you can obtain it. (laughs) And then when it don't come, you're going to blame it on God. (laughs) (laughs) That's it right there. Right there, yeah. <laughs> you get on my nerve. Yeah. <laughs> so listen, I can't even talk after that. <laughs> so listen, keep your faith, believe in God. I'm trying to tell you, doors are going to open. Mm-hmm. Doors are going to open. But here's the thing: be busy. Yeah, don't keep be working. Just, keep you gotta working. keep going. Don't be sitting around saying, "Okay, God, I'm gonna sit right in this chair." Listen, all right. You're going to miss it. Right. In order to get a job, you got to fill out the job That's application. Right. And you got to go on interviews and you're going to trust that he's going to bless you That's with favor right. when you get there or actually before you get there. That's right. Yeah. Start getting start getting those inserts ready. Those, what do you call it? Manuscripts when you're writing a book. Manuscripts. Yeah. Start, uh, manuscript. Manuscripts. Start going on all them auditions. Yep. Start lining them up. Line them up. Line up them job interviews. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to tell you the Lord is about to do it and you don't want to miss it. That's it. So you better get ready. I'm trying to tell you. That's it. That's all I got. All right. That was was a lot. That was a lot. That was a lot right there. That was enough to carry you through 2020. Yes. that's just Not just to 2020, but through 2020. Listen. That's some instruction. You know what I'm saying? We talking about duality. You know what I'm saying? Duality. You get on my nerves. What, what movie was that? Uh, I don't know. It was uh, Vampire in Brooklyn. He was like, duality. <laughs> We're talking about duality. <laughs> yeah, because Dean Hardison. <laughs> <laughs> duality. Yeah. Anyway. That's funny. All right, so we're going to take a break when we come back. 
It's going to be time for my favorite part of the show. Some more inspiration is about to drop down. It's the Kevin and Nikki show on iHeartRadio. We're everywhere and we'll be back. I thought you about to go to church on it. I was. <laughs> Came for the way my DJ 
night. So I know what she but I was still alright. Then my homie homie called me on the phone. Name's Keith Keith, but we call him boy. Told me about this party on the south side. Got my pistol jump to keep a ride. Got that the bar, got some flat. Got some cheap and cheap and for one of the Got to the place and who did I see? Sucker-ass nigga trying to sound like me. Put my pistol up against his sand. I said, sucker-ass nigga, that's what she just did. I throw it round across with my educated mindset. Fast movie G ain't doing no time. Ran the microphone and I started to talk. Sucker-ass nigga, man, it started to work. Listening to the Kevin and Nikki show on iHeartRadio. All right. All right. <laughs> I, I mean, I was feeling it. I was wondering, yeah, is this going to end? Mean, people always say, what does that mean? I love it. I that's love for the it. way you scream and shout. One by one, one I'll knock, knock you out. out. And that's the violence we got back in our <laughs> I know. It was just a threat. We didn't move on it, though. Right. <laughs> you get on my nerves. You see, I had to qualify and justify okay. that. Okay. <laughs> I spent all that time defending our era, and then he goes, okay. one by one, I'm I knock you out. It was self-defense, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. So now it's time for my favorite part of the show, Kevin's Corner. All right, y'all. We're going to keep the high vibration train moving. Choo-choo. All right, so we are in week number 35. We got two more characteristics, number 55 and 56. Uh, and we're looking at, continuing to look at the signs that one is operating on a high vibration and frequency in life. Here's mm-hmm. two more characteristics that you know. The first is, and that's number 55, you treat people fairly. You treat people fairly. So fair, by definition, means without cheating or trying to achieve unjust advantages or an unjust advantage. So when you're operating on high vibration frequency in life, you treat people fairly. You try to create win-win situations, bring balance, resolve. Even when you are the authority figure, you don't abuse it because you have the authority to do so or the authoritative advantage. But you treat people with fairness and uh, you can still be the authority and let people know you're the boss without being unfair. 
Mm-hmm. So you don't take advantage because you understand that life has a way of coming for a circle. And we could be someone's boss today and working for that same person tomorrow. That's right. Number 56. Not only uh, do you treat people fairly, but number 56, you understand that this is a tough one. That life is not always fair. Mm-hmm. And that's that's how you know you're operating on a high vibration or maybe a higher vibration when you can move to that mature level in your life. And I don't think no person ever arrives at it because no one enjoys being treated unfairly mm-hmm. and no one enjoys trying to resolve unfair treatment in your life because it is a challenge. It's mm-hmm. a fight. Mm-hmm. It takes mm-hmm. work and daily giving attention to that thing that's been done to you. And some days going to be better than others. But nonetheless, you understand that life is not always fair, man. And I learned this at 12 years old. And I think I shared this on the show. We were playing basketball. My uncle Herb Adams, rest in peace. And Aunt Jean, uh, rest in peace. My dad, you know, used to take us to media PA outside of Philly to play in basketball leagues. We were the only African-American team. Shout out to all the doctors out there. That was the name of our team. We called the doctors. We kind of like Georgetown. And, um, you know, we got cheated so badly. You know, we were the most athletic team. Um, you know, we had a lot of skilled players and, uh, these referee, we couldn't understand at 10 and 12 years old why these referees would shape the game so much that they would cheat us and we would lose. And I just remember sitting in the locker room crying, trying to resolve why we were being treated and it was treated uh, so unfairly, you know, and um, I resolved at that at that time in my life that, you know what, life is not always mm-hmm, fair. Mm-hmm. You have to pick yourself up and just try to move forward the best you can. Right. But nonetheless, when you're operating on a high vibration frequency in life, you have a balanced understanding that life is not always fair and you do the best that you can to respond and or not let it affect you in a negative way. Yeah, it hurt. Yeah, it was unfair. Yeah, they were wrong. But we make a conscious effort one day at a time not to allow those people to define or shape us by their negative actions and treatment towards us. And one way that you do that is by not allowing what they did to you to define you and to becoming someone you're not. Right. So sometimes people's negative treatment of us can be a blessing, too, because it allows us to place them where they belong in our lives outside the theater. You've heard a share on the um, the phone uh, on, on the show. You heard, heard a share on the show before that life is like a theater and the way people treat you. They're going to tell you by the way they treat you where they deserve to sit. You see what I'm saying? But people who treat you bad and unfairly, they need to be outside. So there was a passage in theology that said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. So this passage was just not referring to their ignorant behavior. It was also referring to the fact that they didn't know who they was messing with. Mm-hmm. They didn't know who they was treating badly. They didn't know that they was treating multi-award winning actors and actresses and writers and mm-hmm. directors and producers mm-hmm. wrong. You know, they didn't know that they was treating the talented singer and performer and TV hosts and radio shows and entertainer wrong. They didn't know what God was making you into. You know, when they were treating you unfairly and treating Mm -hmm, you wrong. And in mm -hmm. addition, sometimes the best vindication when you have been wrong is to let it drive you to be successful. Because the best vindication in revenge is to let them see you blessed and successful. That's right. So that way they don't win twice in your life. 
by what they did to you and by determining or deferring you from your destiny due to anger and bitterness and, and wrath, rage and revenge and hate. So life is not always fair. Accept it. Let it go. But most importantly, let them go because you didn't need them in your life anyway. You better talk about it. You get the bell. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's all I got. That's, that's that it. was good. That was good. That was good. Yeah, that's all I got. Yeah. That's it. All right. All right. Put it out there. All right. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And thank you so much. We appreciate you from top, middle, and bottom of our hearts. We do what mm-hmm. we do for you. Mm-hmm. We can't do what we do without you. And uh, so, yeah, continue to follow our journeys and uh, stay tuned each week. Stay tuned. We got some updates coming. Some yes, we big do. updates. Yes, we that do. You're going to be interested in hearing about and being a part of. All right. So I'm actor Kevin D. Benton and you can follow me on Twitter at Kevin D. Benton on Facebook, Kevin D. Benton on Instagram, actor Kevin D. Benton on YouTube, actor Kevin D. Benton and actress Nikki Warren on YouTube as well. Check us out. Yeah, you can find me on Facebook, Nikki Warren on Twitter at Nikki Warren and on the gram. Hello, I'm Nikki. That's spelled H-E-L-L-O-I-M-N-I-K-E-E. You can find our show on Facebook, the Kevin Nikki show on Instagram. The Kevin Nicky Show and on Twitter at Kevin Nicky Show. And we're on. I lost my train of thought. If you have any questions, comments, concerns regarding our show, hit us up at Kevin Nicky Show at Yahoo.com. You got any questions, comments, concerns for our special guest, Bubby B? Hit us up at Kevin Nicky Show at Yahoo.com. We'll read to him, get the answer. Like I always say, who knows your letter can be featured on our show? I left hang on the first one. That's all right. That's I, it. That's all I got. That's I, was, all. I was preoccupied. You know? I see. Yeah. I see. I was preoccupied too, but it's all right. All right. So. All right. So that's it. All right. So we're the Kevin and Nikki Show on iHeartRadio. We're everywhere and we are out of here. here. Peace. In amazement after you see this Words are put together and then translated Inside the microphone you want to bring your choices The fact that that can find Steady be me, rock non-stop No one is parallel to the start of the music I'm like a bomb and there's no confusion No other can't contend, oh no, no, no When I rock the microphone again into the end Tap up all the cut like an infant slut Rotate the tables, I move my butt So don't be slow when it's time to move But I don't care what you do, don't deserve this move Is about to leap into new heights. I'm a bull and a light. Focus attention on the mic, not fights. Beat so hard and I choose to pick. The man on the drums pounding with two sticks. It's put on the base, the combination is completed. You can't delete it, you surely can't beat it. Come on, funky drummer, get the suckers and slumber. Taking control, Uno is my number. Yes, I like the rap, let the rhymes come in. You wanna be produced so at your own expense. I create the rhymes that make perfect sense. Don't claim that I'm a king, cause I'm a hip hop prince. Voice so seductive, oh yes, move. And when I'm in control, don't serve this groove.
You hear this jam, you will chatter Saying that you heard it, saying steady did it I keep the fire burning cause of course I lit it DJ tap like a one man band Blending, sending beats with his hand My crew will keep you swaying so don't disturb it Just rock along and with me you can word it There's no disruption, I'm serious Pay attention, I don't care if you're delirious Mary, so that's not easy to digest and even harder Wants to feel distress Got the mouth of a preacher But I'm not a faker Like Jim Baker A scandalous maker I rock the mic And you move I bet you can't bust this through Not known for steaming, making rappers by the tongue When I rock, I'm supreme and I can rock like both Create beats like symphonies So that is why I make so many enemies My groove is unsurpassed Don't break or tilt and feel to last through Thick and thin and all kinds of weather With patented lyrics, it's put together With the style that's sure to suit With that money, cut the fucking groove You have been listening to the Kevin and Nikki show on iHeartRadio. Yeah. Uh-huh. The always ready for breakfast deal. Going to bed already? Yep. Breakfast at Mickey D's tomorrow. So sooner I go to bed, sooner it'll be morning. Sooner I'll be at Mickey D's. This is actually brilliant. You can come too. Turn out that light. There's a deal for every breakfast strategist at McDonald's. Like now, get a sausage McMuffin with egg or a bacon, egg, and cheese McGriddles for only $3. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Introducing the Dunkin' Run. A dollar donut with any medium coffee. A whole new era of... I'm going on a Dunkin' Run. You want anything? Yeah, maybe a jelly donut and an iced coffee. You got it. Wait, actually glazed donut and a hot coffee. Mm. Okay, back on track. Make it a Dunkin' Run. Get a $1 donut with any medium coffee. America runs on Dunkin'. Exclude specialty donuts and fancies. Offer valid on medium or larger coffees. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. 
Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 